And welcome to Resonate. Resonate! Resonate encourages and leads listeners to engage and participate in purposeful actions and conversations that lead to positive change within the LGBTQ plus and minority communities. Whoa. Yes, my name is Tyler. My name is Michael. Hey guys, I'm Stevie. And today, we even have a special guest for you. We have Krista De La Rosa. Hola, guys. ¿Cómo estás, mami? Ay, muy bien. Gracias, ¿y tú? Oh, muy, muy cansados. Ah, no sé no qué estuvo hablando. No me habla español. Quiero bonito. Okay, for you, for you, it's like, hey, how are you? What's up? <laughs> So before we get into uh, meeting Krista and kind of find out who she is and, and why we brought her here, um, we want to give you guys an update on what Artitude is doing around the community. We have a program called DMAP, which stands for the Dallas Mural Arts Project. And right now they're working with um, on finishing up a mural with the Nelson Thibodeau Clinic. And they're working with AARP to complete another mural. Also, Opaline just released volume two of their online publication. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. So make sure you log into, or sorry, not log into, but go to artitude.org and look at their uh, their volume that they just published or released out. Also, there's a call, uh, call for submission for the next uh, volume. And if you know anybody who has any short stories, essays, poetry, and visual art that is about community, make sure that you send that information over to opaline at artitude.org. Yes. And also, Maricon X has had a big year. Uh, they've had multiple traveling art shows in uh, different various cities across Texas. And the last thing, we have a new program called Das Blumelon. Bloom oh my God. <laughs> he just yes. told you how to say that. I just know. Said it. Just <laughs> das Project. I get nervous. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and they are two opera singers that are telling the stories of women through their singing. So it's pretty cool. Make sure you go to our website at artitude.org and check out what's going on. Lots, lots, lots of going on. Artitude is busy. Very, very busy. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Right now, now. I was going to do symbols. I'm sorry. That was symbols. I'm actually, I'm excited because I know we'll talk to Krista here in a little bit about Transpose Extended. Yes. But that is something that also Artitude is working really hard on absolutely so i can't wait to talk about that we'll be doing that shortly give you the tea the tea on the tea the tea on the tea what's the tea oh you about to find out Ooh. sweet <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet tea <laughs> so i guess we might as well get into it so as we mentioned we have krista de la rosa hola and she, I'm pretty sure everybody out there has heard of Krista De La Rosa. She is definitely blowing up in the city of Dallas and around Texas. And she's an activist. She's a badass. She's a businesswoman by day and night. Yes. She's also an event planner, coordinator, and a producer. 
Um, and also the program director of Transpose Extended. So let's give her a round of applause Woo! and some snaps. I'll add applause in later. Yes, we need those effects. We need those effects. Um, but thank you, Krista, for being here with us. Yes, absolutely. Taking some time out of your busy schedule. We know that you're all over the place every day, all day. All day, all day. It's crazy. How do you juggle just all these projects? Uh, I think a big part of me just really, um, how do you say it? I guess you just kind of have to separate or more or less exclude yourself from some of the things that you do. So I have all these projects going on, but then too, of course I have my downtime where, you know, I'll go hang out with my best friend and play pool and have drinks, or I'll sit at home and binge watch Netflix or watch sports all day or just really whatever. So I always find time to do the things that I enjoy, even though I'm so busy, because I think that's important to kind of balance it out. You have a social life. Absolutely. So I think that's important, right, guys, because we all stay so busy with, like, nine-to-five jobs plus the events that we produce on the side Mm -hmm. and then trying to meet with family and friends. Like, how easy is it to juggle all of those tasks without going crazy? And I think that's what she just said, that you have to have those times with your friends and... Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Tyler. She, 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 just, she just said it, fool. She, well, I was I was actually directing that to you two. Oh, well, I don't have a life. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? Yeah, I watch Krista Snapchat, and that's yeah, what I do. That was through her. Liddy. Yeah. Both chisel. You want to go ahead and plug that snap real quick? Yeah, Let's... guys. Follow me on Snapchat at JustEasyBaby. That's J U S T E E Z Y B A B Y. JustEasyBaby. JustEasyBaby. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. Yes. So, yeah, the name JustEasy came from my old radio personality because I used to have my own online radio show and it was called The JustEasy Show. So I, like that. I just I like kind of rolled with it on mm-hmm. all my social medias and things like that. So it just stuck. So I just never really changed it. Yeah. I call that sense. branding. <laughs> right. Hey. No. No. Symbol. Symbol. Hey, get it, man. That's good to hear, Krista. Well, we're proud of you. Keep up the really. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And the fact that you're just continuing your success in the community. Um, like we mentioned, we know that you're working on multiple projects, mm-hmm. but right now you're the program director of Transpose Extended, and that's exciting in itself. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Transpose Extended? So Transpose Extended is, I guess, more or less a sequel to the first Transpose project, which I had the honor to be a part of. And um, it's a sequel to the first documentary that explores the lives of different transgender individuals in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So it's kind of like it tells a story to what it's like to be transgender or what it's like to be in a workplace and be transgender, what it's like even having kids who are transgender and how people are reacting to it. So it's definitely something to educate people on the transgender community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's very important, especially with everything that's going on in the political world right now. People need to get educated the correct way. 
on right. transgender individuals. Exactly. Don't go by what your mama, your uncle, your brother, little cousin say from around the corner. Yeah. That, yeah. that don't work. Like, yeah. I literally read a post today from someone, and they were, um, this guy had posted a status, and he's like, I don't want you telling my kids that it's okay for my kids to be transgender if they want it to be. Oh, wow. And it's kind of like, well, you don't really know what your kids are going to do as time goes on. But for you to have that mindset, that just shows that you are not open to what your kids may decide to do further down the line. Right. But and not only that, though, I mean, I know it was an accident, but you just said decide. I mean, it's not even a decision. Like, am right. I right? Like, right. it's basically saying that you're not, whatever your kids are, you're not going to be. Exactly. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. Well, there are people out there like that, and it's, it's unfortunate, unfortunate, but, you know, we that's why we have this documentary to kind of tell those stories. Um, and I think it's important for people to, to hear those type of stories. So, Krista, as the program director of Transpose Extended, can you kind of tell us a little bit about your transition and how that started? Yeah, so um, about a year and a half ago, I've always been trans. I've been living my life as a full-time woman for well over 10 years now. But um, as of a year and a half ago, I started working with the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and I really didn't have any resources on to as for as like hormones and doctors and things of that nature. So I reached out to one of the pharmacy guys there and he was like, oh, well, we have a trans doctor that's contracted by us. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Okay. So, I mean, then, you know, they have their own pharmacy, the AHF pharmacy and things of that nature. So. He plugged me in with that doctor and then we started my HRT. And so I've been in medically in transition for about a year and a half now. Thanks to the good old AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Matt Hines, shout out to you, boo. Shout out. And um Yeah, it's been it's been it's been quite an experience, especially with everything that's going on. Like I said, before that, I would reach out to the resource center and they'd be like, Oh, well, we have a list that you need to get on. And I'm like, Oh, and they're like, Well, the list is full and you would have to wait a certain amount of time to even be seen to see if you qualify. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah, uh, you can't really just wait a certain amount of time for something so sensitive. Right. But I've always I've always known that I was a female. I always knew that I was a woman. It was just getting the resources to do it the correct way medically because I think that's where a lot of trans women go wrong is they do black market things and mm-hmm. then, you know, things start happening to them and their bodies and things of that nature and God knows what you're putting in your body. Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And scary too. That's People a big just... thing here and in, in, especially here in Dallas, that's, that's a big thing here. Is it? People oh, yeah. are getting preyed on. It's just, it's ridiculous because they know they they know what they're giving you. They know they're not giving you the right stuff that you need to help your body change appropriately. You know, they're giving you something that's too strong or it might be something that's mixed with something else that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's not that's no good. No good. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you have a good support system um, as you were making your decision to change? I did have a good support system. All my friends were like finally like good lord like you can finally <laughs> medically transition and you know be happy and stop bitching about you know not being able to medically transition and then for us family 
my mom and my brother were very very supportive and i have aunts and uncles that are very supportive as well so that's really good family's been really good about the whole transition thing it's taken them some time to learn their pronouns and things of that nature mm -hmm. but yet they're on board and for you to be a woman of color to have a supportive mother yeah is phenomenal i mean it's amazing i yeah, you yeah. know that's i, I bet that, that conversation was kind of scary for you to have just i don't know if your family is religious or yeah, what their yeah, background absolutely. is but you know that could be something kind of you know kind of touchy yeah well to, to, i grew up uh, in the church and mm -hmm. you know and non-denominational and baptist and things of that nature so my mom was very like we're going to church on wednesday we're going to church on sunday like oh, yeah. you're not missing it you have no choice like you're bible going study. to church every wednesday was bible, bible study, study. Yeah. youth group meeting mm -hmm. so it's funny how my mom actually found out because i hid it from her for the longest mm -hmm. and so she was cleaning my room randomly one day and she found a wig of mine and she was like oh what's this so she found the wig and she found the makeup and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, it's my best friend Emma's. Like, I'm going to blame it on her. <laughs> so I call her and I'm like, bitch, you got a cover for me. Like, mama just right. found all this stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on. Get your story on. right. So I told my mom, I was like, it's Emma. She's like, mm-mm. Nope. She's like, why is Emma wearing wigs? She got a whole head full of her and she has her own makeup. And so mm -hmm. my mom found it and she was like, I already knew. I saw you when you were sneaking out and you're in your, your woman form. And I was like, oh. Oh, wow. See, they always know. All right. Yeah. Parents always know. Yeah. You so, can't hide nothing. Well, I have a question because, you know, fortunately, you had a good support system, but there are a lot of people out there who don't. Yeah. So, like, do you know if there are any resources or anything out there for in, in Dallas um, for people who are um, trying to transition and don't have that support system or groups or something? Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of different organizations that are now surfacing i guess more so for trans people so i would reach out to the gender brave program at their resource and resource center they're very good on things with that with jade lenore um mm -hmm. the aids healthcare foundation is really good with you know directing people in the right way and even if you don't have insurance you know they kind of yeah. work with you on limits and stuff like that on what you can and cannot do um that's good so yeah. that's really good to name a couple organizations that are really helping people yeah yeah <clears throat> i would definitely suggest um just really doing your research i guess you could say mm -hmm. because obviously you know there's a lot on the internet and so you can't believe everything that you believe on the internet but the right. credible stuff that you know is secured and verified um it, it's great so yeah. um we've heard you say that time and time again do your research yeah. when it comes to these type of things because you don't want to end up in the hospital and or dead or dead yeah you know so that's really good advice yeah very good advice so i know that um you, you talked about um i think did you tell everybody that you were in the first uh showing of uh transpose yeah no so i did and now, so now you're not in it, but you're actually kind of like the project manager, production manager over it. So how does that feel to like change from being in it to like being over it now? Well, you are in extended, right? I am. Oh, you in are. It. So she's like the. So you manage yourself, yeah. girl. <laughs> moderator, right? Yeah, I'm the moderator. 
yeah, it, it's, oh. it's, um... She got a promotion. An upgrade. Yay. Upgrade. <laughs> now, um, it's, it's been very interesting, but it's been very fun. Um, I'm very passionate about trans rights, the whole trans movement. I'm very passionate about it and having such a large platform to express not just the way that I'm feeling, but to express the way that others are feeling and to highlight things that are going on in the trans community. Beyond, beyond grateful to even have the resources that I have to be able to share these things with people. Um, for far as being in it versus being in it and, you know, being a cast member and being interviewed and stuff like that to now actually interviewing people and setting up all of these good gigs for um, Transpose. But, um, there's yeah. there's a lot of things that are going on in my head right now for Transpose, so you never know what would pop out next after Transpose extended. But we are so excited to. And did you already talk about though the date or what's going on this week? Yeah, no. So the screening is this Thursday. Um, it's going to be at the Texas Theater. It starts at 7 p.m. You can go online to. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. You can go online to the Artitude um, Facebook page and find all the juicy details. It's all over Facebook. We're having such it good is. feedback. It's like so blowing up right now. Yeah, we're getting really good feedback. So I'm excited to see what Thursday is going to be like at the Texas Theater. It's kind of cool that it's going to be in the Bishop Arts in right. the hetero world, you know, or outside the norm. Definitely. So. We're busting out. We're breaking now. Trapped in a closet. <laughs> Not no more. Step my foot on the solid floor. Uh. Mm, mm. <laughs> I think it's really cool because this um, screening, it will also have a panel discussion with the cast. I think that's probably the most important part to the screening is not just hearing these stories and visualizing these stories on a big screen, but actually getting these inter uh, getting their feedback live on different things and getting questions and all that stuff from the audience members. Right. That's a very good um, experience. It is, yeah. Because you can kind of make it more personal if there's somebody in the audience, even like a young person who is thinking about transitioning, you know, they can ask a question and just be like, hey, how can I do this or how does this work? And it's a good platform for everybody, really. Well, I don't know, like one thing that made me like happy to be a part of Artitude and Transpose was last time when we had the showing at the Studio Movie Grill for the first uh, Transpose movie or documentary. Uh, there was somebody in the audience that showed, or somebody that showed up and it was the first time ever coming out as, uh, it was her first time ever coming out as a woman. And so she only did it because of Transpose. And so I feel like Transpose definitely does what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to empower people to be who their yes. true person is. Round of applause for that. So I hope that we see her again. And, you know, and just hope that maybe her story, like she's gotten better and, and have, you know, has a support system now. And I don't know, just yeah. grows and, and, you know, Transpose and Artitude are able to help her out with that. So a side note, I'm sure we have an email. I know we have an email blast, but... If you know her name, <clears throat> excuse me, I choked up. Uh, if you know her name, we can probably find her on our email list and try to invite her this week. Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll have to talk to the co-founders. see what we can do. Yeah. So, and then also, oh, oh 
No. One, oh. two, three, not it. <laughs> <laughs> you first. Okay. Okay. Um, really cool because also with the documentary screening, there's um, going to be like a red carpet kind of feel to it. So we want everybody yeah, to take pictures. Get Live dressed in the up. moment. Yeah, it's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So come out and get dressed up and, you know, get ready to enjoy the film. Um, we're looking forward to seeing everybody out there. And Chris has been working really hard to get this. Tirelessly. It's going to be okay. You're almost done. I know, Thursday. You're almost done. And then... <laughs> it's almost over. Now, I don't know if you can, if you can uh, say this or if this is Exclusive? off the record. or. But is there going to be a transpose... Oh. You'll just have to stay tuned to find out more. Oh. <laughs> dum dum dum. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um well, hopefully we can shoot for a transpose three, but I was actually talking to one of the co-founders about maybe taking it into instead of doing a documentary type thing, switching it up to like a series. So if you watch this show on MTV, True Life, yeah. kind of do it like that. So it's like transpose, I'm in a polyamorous relationship or right. transpose, I'm married to a drug addict or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it explores more, more deeply on how it really is living 24 seven. Yeah. And it's like a view in their life, not just interviewing them and getting, you know, B-roll and stuff like that, but actually like cameras rolling all the time. Let's see what you're about. So we know that Netflix is listening right now, and we'd love to sign that contract. Anytime. Hit up Artitude. Artitude.org, please. Now. Like, not tomorrow. Now. Like right now. Right now. Well, Send it. Speaking of people who were involved in, um, I mean, because, you know, we're trying to get Netflix, but uh, y'all want to let people know who actually helped out with the funding of this second. Um, can we? Yeah. Yes. The... Good. The Office of Cultural Affairs. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, give them a round of applause for cutting yeah. that check. Thank you. Went on the other half. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Artitude is uh, extremely thankful um, for the $10,000 grant that we received for the funding for Transpose Extended. So, um, To me, that even says a lot about the city because they're back in a project like this and it right. shows that they're you know ready for change they're ready to be open and they're ready for just kind of like their residents to even you know just just be educated like you said at the very beginning of this podcast educated 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 and mm -hmm. for them to invest in it i mean that shows a lot about our leaders and those of uh those members that are on or part of the um you know office of cultural affairs i i was i was very like thrilled that they shared it on their platform and like all of their people who right. follow the city of Dallas and stuff like that. I didn't even know they did it until uh, Jerome sent me a text message and he was like, Facebook. And I was like, what's this link? And I opened it and I was inside of Walmart and I told my friend, I was like, oh my God. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, the city just shared my trailer. <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. And that trailer, and I think I told you on the phone, that trailer is badass. Like it Thank looks you. so good. I cannot wait to see it. There was definitely a lot of effort time uh, money <laughs> you know and, and but just it, it looks so good the first one was great but this one's even a hundred times i mean better you know and, and right but that's what things do they they grow yeah, as they, they get you know as as they go on and um so i mean like yeah if we're talking about doing series next time i can't wait to see that because it's just gonna keep 
can, I hate to keep using the same word, but get better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, absolutely. I'm interested. I'm already tuned in. Like, where is it at? I'm just watching. Exactly. So you're going to get exactly. your ticket after this podcast, right? Free yes. tickets. At Eventbrite, right? Mm-hmm. Eventbrite. Hit it up. Transpose extended. For show. For show. For show. So, yeah, a round of applause for Krista. Yeah. So definitely, thanks for coming out. Um, we're just gonna kind of go through and talk about some stuff that's uh, important in our lives right now, and some things that we just that caught our eye, I guess, uh, that we want to discuss. Um, one thing that I'm really kind of passionate about right now, and kind of angered and disgusted about, is the fact that the city of Dallas uh, recently canceled the HBCU College Fair that was held at the Beckley Center Recreation Center last year, and. And basically, the reason why they canceled it is because it wasn't inclusive of all races. So I felt like that's pretty stupid because uh, I did the math and it was like 29% of the people who go to an HBCU aren't even black. So, I mean, I don't know. It just it has me really angered. I've written a whole page letter to the city person. Uh, her name is Crystal.Ross. Uh, or sorry, her email is Crystal.Ross at DallasCityHall.org. Send Blast. me an email. Blast. Hey. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I'm gonna call the chan- the the news channel on them, and I just I don't know. I just feel like it's ridiculous. We have so many other things that are you know racially exclusive or even culturally exclusive. That how is this any different? And it's just stupid. Because the schools were created in a necessity for us to have our own in the first place. You know, um, because there were no there was no schools for us. We couldn't go to the regular schools like everyone else. And the fact that they're still here and thriving is a testament to the adversity they had to put up with and their tenacity to get through it. So I do believe this is a really, really big thing because how are our kids going to get exposed to it? I mean, yeah, we can expose them to it through Battle of the Bands and like the Cotton Bowl game, things like that. But there's got to be more. There's got to be a chance for them to sit down and talk to officials at the school or administration and get some information about what they want to be when they grow up. Because who knows, we could be talking about the next AIDS researcher to come up with a cure, the next cancer researcher to find a cure for cancer. Right. You never know. I mean, Oprah, she went to a, a HBCU. Hello. Hello. There's a whole bunch of them that went to an HBCU. There was a Nobel Prize winner. I mean, multiple people who were successful that have gone to an HBCU. And, and specifically about this event last year, there were several kids that actually got scholarships at the HBCU that wouldn't have gone or gotten one otherwise if they went to, you know, just a normal college fair that had the predominantly white colleges there. And there's just, you know, there's always college fairs that have, uh, you know, all colleges, but there's not really too many that have HBCU college fairs. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing is... And that I just want to talk about because I loved it is that Netflix has a new movie out uh, called Napoli Ever After. And oh, okay. yes, I just thought it was really good. And it's basically <laughs> about uh, a woman's connection like to her hair and how she felt like her hair kind of defined her. At least it's what I got out of it. If you got something else and let me know. But mm-hmm. um, how she felt like she was defined to her hair and then she got real drunk and her boyfriend left her and she basically cut off her hair because she was just tired of like what it was like how it was holding her down and she learned to find out who she was as a person and you know became a better person without her hair and i'm a a woman that doesn't wear makeup or really you know i mean i I, yeah boy shut up you know you can't see no (laughs) you see everything on my face but you know i just i don't know And, and not saying that if you wear makeup it's bad but I just, I am who I am and I can't hide it. You know, no matter how many layers I put on or whatever I do my hair, I'm still who I am. No matter how many, like, girdles I put on, I'm, I still got fat under there. So it's, when it comes down, it's going, whoa, 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 whoa
And so to me, it was just a, it was a cool message to just send out to all ladies in regards to just beauty in general. Just you know, find out who you are as a person and don't let that stuff define you. That's um, a good topic because how many women do we know that are so dependent on their hair? Like growing up with my best friends were mostly females, and every photo we took, they had to do the hair real quick, style it. They want to flip it. The hair flip is like a huge craze. So, Krista, for you, like rocking the short hair now, how you know how are are you dependent on having like long, flowing hair, or are you okay with doing like a pixie, or does it matter? Um, I guess you can say I'm not I'm not really one of those girls that is just like always focused on my hair or focused on my nails or I'm a tomboy. I tell every guy that comes my way, I'm like, I'm going to warn you, I'm a tomboy. I drink beer, I drink whiskey, and I like sports. Now and I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> Cross me the wrong way. No. But yeah, like I, I, that's a very good topic, and I'm glad that you brought it up because like you said, a lot of girls depend on their hair, their makeup. Like right. Without that, they feel like they're nothing. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a very big thing for anyone in general to just deal with. And so I think that it's important for us to embrace our natural beauty. Yeah. And, and well, like, I, I don't, I've had a struggle with it in my family because my mom, um, I feel like she's very all into how she looks. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why I'm the complete opposite because my whole life I've been around her where she's like, you gotta look like this or my hair yeah. doesn't look perfect and it's like oh my god like who cares well your mom was gorgeous back in the day let's say oh, she that. was yeah she was bad yeah no she was and then she had kids uh, <laughs> thanks tyler <laughs> was that the voice of my mom yeah. was that what that yeah. was okay um and then she had lap band because i guess she was just like insecure about her weight and i get like even health reasons you know why she did it but it's like ever since she got skinny again it's just everything is about how she looks and i just I can't stand it. It, mm. it and, it's and society. Just, yes, and I hate it so much. And I don't know. So that movie is definitely a good movie to watch. Uh, like I said, Napoli Ever After. Check it out on Netflix. And I don't know. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> let us know what you think about it. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about that I think is pretty cool is that Booker T. Washington, which is a performing arts high school in Dallas. Uh, they had a special, special, a special principal for a day, and it was Kevin Hart. And what? yes, what? where? Yeah, at, at Booker T. Here, little lucky kids. I know, right? So there's a video going around, and basically the principal got on stage and was like, "Hey guys, I want to let you know my time here has been really great, but I'm going on to bigger and better things." And all the kids are like, "Oh no, <laughs> right?" What little kids mm -hmm. do yeah. when they're faking it. Um, and so then he's like, but I got somebody to cover me for the interim, right? So then they're like, please give a round of applause for principal Kevin Hart. And next thing you know, it's like a thousand like little high school kids all like, <laughs> yeah. And they all have their phones, they're freaking out. And it was just really cool. Um, apparently he's promoting one of his new movies. I think it's called like Night School or nice. something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's actually, yep. oh yeah, yeah, Tiffany. I'm sorry, yeah. love her. Uh, <laughs> also love Kevin. But uh, he's going around to different high schools throughout the like the nation. Um, he definitely won't come to my school, but I get it. Uh, um, can yeah. we make up a school and see if he'll come? Hello, right. <laughs> tire some kids. Right. You're <laughs> in school. <laughs> You're a student here. So that's all I have to I talk about. I think that's cool that he came out and kind of showed some love to the kids. Exactly. Because they're high school, so they watch his comedy specials. They've seen them before on TV. So 
When he's the same height as him, so right. True. He probably like kind of leveled out with yeah. some of the students, especially like freshman boys, because they don't get taller until like junior, senior year. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So Kevin, if you're listening, that was shade thrown by Tyler A. Bear. Everything shade when you're short. <laughs> oh. oh. We're sorry. Sorry about <laughs> It's just so easy. That's all right. It is what it is. Yeah. He's heard it all. I'm sure. Yeah. So, Michael, what do you have to talk about? Oh, my gosh. So, there is a lot of stuff going on that's just it's really crazy. Um, so, starting out with Drake. Um, I don't Uh-oh. know if everybody's heard this or not. So, Drake apparently has been texting um, Molly Bobby, excuse me, Millie Bobby Brown, Molly. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. Um, from She plays 11 on Stranger Things. Um, okay. She's 14. Drake is 30, 31, somewhere in his 30s. I know he's like younger than me. I'm 33. He's like a couple of years. That's a no-no. Um, I don't feel comfortable texting my little cousins that are like underage. Like, yeah, where's your mama? Like, I really feel like that's not a thing that that adults should be doing with little kids. We've seen this happen before with R. Kelly and his whole compound. Did he of, pee on them kids though? Yeah, he, he did. Among other things. Yeah. So yeah, we'll never know the full details of that. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't ever want to know that. But. Um, yeah, so this was her. This is when they asked about it on the red carpet. She said, "Oh, I love him. Um, I met him in Australia. He's honestly so fantastic and a great friend. He's also a great role model. You know, we just texted each other the other day, and he was like, I miss you much.' And I was like, "I miss you more.' What? He's coming to Atlanta, so I'm definitely going to see him." Now they also asked him what kind of advice Drake gives to Millie, and she revealed that it's mostly advice about her love life, about boys. He helps me. So that kind of gave me like creepy vibes. Whoa. What do y'all think on that? That's I mean, weird. I don't honestly. The media can throw a light on things that really is just not there. Drake is always out in the community, helps out little kids. He's giving money to everybody. So who's to say that just because they're friends and they're texting that it's a sticky situation? Like, you don't have kids, do you, Stevie? I don't have kids. Because I guarantee you, if it was somebody texting my daughter about boy stuff, we'd we'd have a problem. So now think about it, because if if it was Drake who was texting your daughter about boy stuff, would you have a problem? Wasn't it Michael that was texting? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Don't do not do I'm that. I'm just being. I mean, you took it there. Do not talk about. Is, the it's just king. because it's Drake, so it's because I'm not saying it's famous, okay. It's cool, like nah. Well, I'm not saying it's okay just because it's Drake, but I feel like Drake is so involved in the community with the youth that okay. I think it's weird because he's cute. Like, it'd be different if it wasn't, like, somebody who was cute. And like some like, creeper? Like, yeah. If you like Michael Blackson, I'm sorry if you're listening, Michael Blackson. <laughs> if he was like Michael Blackson, you know, I, I would be like, sir, please stop texting. Don't do that. Yeah, we would. But it, it, it would just, it's still, it's, it's unnerving to me. I'm just it's thinking weird. about my, my little nieces and nephews, if some older person, especially Drake, was texting him, I'd be like, first of all, give me his number. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'd be like, Drake, boo, you, you have to number. text me first, you yeah, you me <laughs> and then I'll send it to her. And She'll will, send her responses, and, right. <laughs> and I'll send the responses back. Okay, and we'll, we'll, we'll work that out that way. I'll be the middleman. We'll meet I, up for I coffee. I couldn't, I couldn't go through that. Like, if I had a daughter that was 14 mm-hmm. and it was a grown ass man doing that, yeah, that would be a problem for yeah, me. That's that's weird. That's no, that's creepy. That, yeah, I don't. Well, most 14 year olds don't have a grown ass. Like, like mentor probably i mean i don't know everybody but 
So you think he's a celebrity? He's a superstar. But Does I had it mentors. Make a difference? No, no, I had mentors, but I didn't text them, and I didn't say like miss you much and ask them for advice on boyfriends. Like, where's her mom at? Right. Where's I mean, that's dad? what I'm saying. Where's or her, where are your her, like friends who are your age that are girls, or even a female who is you know a mentor that's older. To me, it's just it's just weird. It's 2018. You can't do shit like that. True. Like when I was like even like thinking about if if I found out that one of my nephews and nieces were doing that I'd be like so what do y'all talk about let me see these text messages because I'm sorry I'm 30 years old and I don't have nothing to say to a 14 year old except for where's your homework uh, yeah. how's like, school going <laughs> you know what I'm saying or hey the field trip tomorrow got canceled like it is what it is or where's your competition when you're gonna turn it in what grade are you in now oh yeah. okay yeah that kind of stuff that's that's about it for that and I'm just like yeah that's real creepy it's kind of like whenever high school kids date like elementary girls and it's like seriously like there's a reason why they're not dating somebody who's in high school yep something's wrong with them you know what i'm saying like that's how i feel Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sorry that's how we feel so keeping keeping with the rap rap game here Nicki minaj and cardi b oh here we go (laughs) i mean this boils down to one thing for me like there can be two queens there can be two people that are at the top of their game that are both rapping doing what they want to do i mean look at salt and pepper exactly (laughs) No, not really, Tyler. No, <laughs> that was a false agreement. <laughs> I mean, look at look at Lil Kim back in her day. You know, Foxy Brown. You know, they were all big stars. They the true they had their beef, but they were still like, okay, we still got our stuff. And there was none of this back and forth beef all the time. Now it fell off. It fell off after so long with Nicki and Cardi. You know, the pleasantries. Apparently, they saw each other at New York Fashion Week, and there was heels thrown and fights ensued, and it was just a bad situation. And a lot of people were taking it as, oh, y'all did this in front of all these, you know, upper class to the upper echelon of people, echelon of people, and it's all this. And I'm just like, those people are just people that do drugs and have money. That's it. Like, that's the fashion people for you. <laughs> like, no, it's really. Yeah, like, no, seriously. It's, and it's like, y'all are making it bigger than it is. They shouldn't be fighting and acting like that. True. Because Nikki, of course, she has Queen Radio now, and she just goes in there and does random sound effects and talks shit all the time. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. She has an Apple Radio thing. Yeah, you didn't know, you know that? that. No. And she it's goes in there. Right. She goes in there. And she's it's like, right. I didn't get number one because he sold merchandise and that counted towards his album sales. Rah, boom, 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 bam, 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 explosion. Shut up. Like that's 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 that's, that's, that's the gist of the podcast. It yeah. blows up. Yeah, she just does. She does the most. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I mean, you have all this money. You've been in the game for the longest. Step your game up. Step no. Step your game up if you want to be number one. I just think that like these are two iconic women that the younger generation is looking up to. So is this really the image that you really want to send out to the millennials and the younger generation? Is this something you want, you know, your kids even listening to if they're going to be behaving like that? Like, yeah. I wouldn't want my kids even listening to shit like that now anymore. If, it, if it's like, if it's going to boil down to that, throwing heels and acting out, and you're both adults, tisk tisk, I wash my hands. That's a point, because think about Tupac and Biggie. It's like, okay, the younger generation was looking up to them in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They continued to fight, and now they're, you know, unfortunately. We're here. Yeah, we're here. yeah now we're here. So it, it's exactly what like that, you know. Is is Nikki? I just feel like she could be doing a lot better. Cardi, she's up and coming. She still got a lot of growth to do. She came from, you know, the hood. She literally is a stripper. Right, you can't turn fight, a hole you know, into a housewife. Reality, right? reality TV, and you know, we yeah, also have reality TV to play on some of this stuff. They're always throwing, you know. If y'all look at it, every reality TV show out there, like The Real Housewives and. Um, 
one of the other ones, Basketball Wives, Love and Hip Hop, they all take a girls trip. They all have the girls fight. It always happens in every season. Like, they're also it, washed right. up though. Yeah, like it's all like they're just the it's, it's our last Mona, Mona Love, Mona Scott. What's her name? Mona. Uh, I'm just tired of hearing about the whole Cardi B. Yeah, and it's like it's going. It's like it's going on and on, on and, and on. on, and it's like you wake up and you're on your social media, and it's like, oh, you Barbies are pressed or Cardi Gang, and it's like, oh. Your cards and barbs. Like, they just need to come out with their own, like, beef album. Right. You know what I mean? Like, back when they had the beef shows, you know, all the rappers would be going back and oh, forth. Oh, yeah. That, that Remember the beef? Bro, um, that was a stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't even know. I just know we watched it. I didn't have cable, so. DVD. Speaking of beef, Cat Williams. So. <sighs> He was on a he was on an Atlanta um, radio show recently. <laughs> Cat Williams and beef. Right. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. he has beef. No, no, because he has beef. Like, okay. Okay. So he, he had, got he, beef, but he got beef. He got beef. Apparently not with the little kid to beat him up. And we're gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> Cat Williams was on Wanda's show on um, Atlanta. I think it's one hundred five point seven something like that in Atlanta. But anyway, he had a twenty minute interview with them, and in the case, in the event of it, you know, he go he comes in first off just talking all kind of major shit. Like I'm the greatest comedian ever. I have more recorded specials than Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, you know, yada, yada, yada. He has a total of nine, which is more than anybody has out right now. Um, that don't mean anybody watching them. I mean, they, they well, broke we it. We all watched them. Yeah, we, we all did. We, we kind of all, all did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we only took up half my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> we, but we watched it. <laughs> T-shirt too. <laughs> what is it? With? I had him at the bottom and Kevin Oh my it was those PIPs, the picture-in-picture. Yeah. If anyone that is vertically challenged listening, her name is Tyler Herbert. Hey, Bert. Uh-huh. Didn't we go through this the first Hebert. episode where you still can't no, say No, I name? say Hebert. Hebert. And I was your Hebert. boss. Wow. Hebert. He hurts. Go ahead, carry on. Anyhow. Talk about his beef. Yeah, so he ended up talking about all the comedians or whatever. He said, you know, Tiffany Haddish was the one that mainly stuck out to me because I really like her. I think she's new. She's fresh. She's energetic. She's real. She's everything that we we love to see in a comedian, you know. Um, And he said, you know, you you can't say that she's a comedian. She doesn't have any tours. You can't say her favorite joke. And I'm like, yeah, I can. It's the one about Groupon when she took Will and Jada uh, Smith on a Groupon. I was like, I remember that one. I'll never forget that one. What do you mean? So, or the one where she said how she uh, started setting goals because she was living in a roach-infested apartment. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to get curtains. And that, that's how she started with her goals, you know? So it's like, wow. any little thing like that, those were funny jokes for me that she told. And I was like, I, she doesn't have a comedy special yet, but, you know, she's working on it, I'm sure. She has lots and lots of movies. So he went off about that. Kevin Hart actually went on The Breakfast Club with Tiffany Haddish. And um, he kind of was like, he feels like Cat Williams used the drugs to kind of cover everything. Um, and broke him down um, and said that he's not really helping the community like Kevin did. And it was really funny to me that I was like, wow, here's another comedy beef now. So we had rap beef, now we have comedy beef. And I was just like, this is just crazy. It's Why? Getting out of here. Everybody can be a funny comedian. Everybody's going to laugh at the jokes if you're funny. I personally stopped laughing at Kevin Hart a few years ago, but wow, I did. Sorry, Kevin. I just don't I know why him, we have to beef. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there can be more than one. Especially say, yeah, you were just talking about my husband. Oh. Go ahead, have my husband. <laughs> Bum, okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm not a comedian. No. So yeah. Um, before we close out on that, Michael, I just it breaks my heart to honestly see like people of color just continue to fight. Like you see the videos online too of like people of color just fighting each other and killing and I mean it's been going on for years. So it's like when, when can we stop? Like how do we get that to stop? 
You know, that's a good question. I think, I think it just takes a little work from everybody. If we all lift each other up instead of tearing each other down, we kind of have that crab in a pot syndrome. You know, instead of lifting the crab up to get out, the other crab's pulling down. Mm-hmm. Whereas we should be helping each other lift each other up. Maybe they're just holding on to get out with it. Oh, but you wouldn't want to do that because then. Because when we go to Fiesta, you know, they'd be having the live crabs and stuff. We coke at them and stuff. Good night. Like, Good night. Because nah, I swear to God, they are not fighting. They're like trying to, like, hey, ho, take us with you. Like, <laughs> hey, yo, sis. I want to eat. I want to eat. Remember when one rises, we all rise. I'm just being honest, man. Them blue crabs are the shit. Mm. Okay, let's I can't have to <laughs> Anyhow, my last topic is, um, it was a tweet that I read by Angelica Ross. Um, If you guys are not familiar with Angelica Ross, she played Candy Unpose with her sexy self. Hey, Mm. Candy. With her nobody, then she got a body, then she she growed everything body self. So, the tweet read, black men tell me nine times out of ten, if he tells a black woman he deals with trans women, they don't want to deal with him. I've heard this more times than I can count and find this to be common. This is one of the ways in which cis women help marginalize trans women. Mm. And I said, oh, shit, she done dropped a bomb. Beep. She dropped a big old bomb. I said, you know, all these people say, <laughs> it, it kind of gets you like those those people that you have in your life that say, oh, I, I love you even though you're gay. Okay, so you don't love me then. You don't love all of me. You don't love me. Right. That's that's the thing that you're not catching. So it, it kind of lightened up an area for me. Cis women that think, oh, you know, my hairdresser's gay. Or I go to church and the choir director's gay. Or I have a bunch of gay friends. It's kind of like, one of those things. Like, no, you're still... You're still separating this group of people, you know, from yeah. from your thought process. Right. Transgender women are women, you know. Absolutely. They are 100%, you know. So you you are basically killing yourself. You're stabbing yourself in the back at the same time. Cis, uh, cis women don't get, just like cis men don't get, that gay people ride for you harder than you ride for yourselves. Absolutely. We stand in when ain't nobody else standing, but y'all don't get that. But, you know. Hold on, hold on, y'all. Not you. I wasn't okay. talking to you. Sorry. I, I was okay. looking at you, but I wasn't talking to okay. you. Sorry, Tyler. I feel that. Yeah. We know you're an ally. Hello. Oh, she's, she's in the green. But we are ride or die, though. So I wanted to get everybody else's take on that. What do you guys feel? Stevie? You know what? Honestly, I feel like. I first of all, I need to see Pose because I'll admit that I haven't. Uh, wa- I know. I'm sorry, Krista. Okay. I so saw sorry. the second, first and second episode. You need to finish the, the season. season. You can't. Like, you can't just watch one episode or two episodes. I'm waiting for like, them to get on Netflix. Okay. So just we're gonna watch we'll, it. We'll talk about this after on off the podcast. Yeah, we'll watch. I'm gonna watch it and I'll be able to tune in and kind of let y'all know how I feel about it. But. The reviews and all of the publications I've seen, it's amazing. It is amazing. And inspiring. So yeah. It is amazing balls. I'd like to I'm just glad that there's a show mm-hmm. that highlights not only African American people, but it highlights the trans community in general and it's on such a big platform. Because yep. mm-hmm. at first I saw the previews and I was like, Oh shit, we're gonna get so much backlash for this. Yep. Like I don't know what to expect. But then as you start watching it, you're you immediately want to know more and it engages you. So yeah. kudos to FX for yeah. stepping up and putting something like that on TV because I don't think I've seen any other trans show that is 
trans or all African American. Yeah, and you know the producer. Um, oh, it was also the guy from American Horror Story. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy. I said I love him. He's kick ass. Like he, he got me shit. all the way. I love. He's him. the new Sean Durham's. Like he's he just take over. He just had me he watching really everything is. he made. Yeah, <laughs> he's the new Sean Durham. Absolutely. Durons. We started like, rewatching yeah. American Horror Story the first season. Oh, Whorehouse. Um, yeah. Murder, Murder, Murder House. House. Yeah. Murder House. We started yeah. watching. We yeah. watched. We watched that whole season in like a day and a half. And because he's never seen American Horror Story, so the new season connects with the first season and it ties into Coven, and you're just like everywhere. So we watched the first episode, Murder House. House. We watched the first season, and then we started watching um, the new season. And he's like, "Oh my god, how does it?" The first season of American Horror Story, y'all came out in 2011. What? Yeah, 2011. Dang, so, seem like it was kudos not- to Ryan Murphy for being in the game so long and creating. I'm keeping us watching. Right, we, we in there. We in that thing. He earned my heart for huh. sure. We may. Yeah. Ryan Murphy, if you're listening, baby, I love you. Um, my ring size is a size seven, and I love you. We love you, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stevie, what what did you want to talk about today? Well, I we basically I wanted to say congratulations because. Um, Carl Cruz was nominated as the homecoming queen of San Diego County. uh, Oh, she's beautiful. Yes. First trans homecoming queen um, out of National City. So uh, this is National City. I know um, out of San Diego. So this is really cool because Sweetwater High School has um, they voted her as homecoming queen. I'm sorry. First. that kind of like that i don't get it because last year weren't we like the parents all in an uproar about some darn bathrooms yeah yet these right. kids have better heads than the parents do exactly like that's what i don't get when like i mean it's i'm grateful that the kids you know have better heads but it's sad that the kids are having to teach the parents about what is right and what's wrong and sometimes that's how yeah. it is i mean the parents are ignorant Right. Same thing with gun control. The kids are like, hey, we want gun control so people stop coming killing us. And the parents are like, oh, well, we want our guns. Right. <laughs> we want it's our literally like the same, the same thing. So... But I think that's good news, especially with the, you know, release of Transpose Extended. Um, you know, that just that it's, it's just becoming... I don't know. Just everybody's becoming normal. Brothers. To me, that's normal. Like trans, trans brothers and sisters out here stepping out. Hey, 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 showing out. They're Come stepping on. out. Trans is hot right now, it and it's been hot. And I feel like with the FX show Pose and everything, everything that's been going on in the past two years. I mean, it's you know, trans community is just on fire right now. So shout them out, Michael. Michael. So you were mentioning like it's it's similar to the whole like gun control thing or whatever. Did y'all watch the debate this past week? Uh uh-uh. uh. Child, child, child. Tell me, child. Tell me mama. Spill the tea. No, well it it's, it has to do with him what he was piggybacking off of with the gun control and the whole bathroom bill and things of that nature. So Ted Cruz was like, well, you know, I went down to the school in Texas and I spent time there after the shooting and I asked these parents and these um, kids. Like, what would it take for them to feel safe? Right. You would never believe wow. what Ted Cruz said. What did he say? He said that it wasn't the parents and it wasn't the students telling them that they needed gun control, but they needed to actually put more firearms inside of the school so the kids can be protected. That, 
How did he, did he ask? How um, stupid can you be? You're already trying to defuse the situation, but yet you're adding more firepower. Right. But let's be honest, though, Texas is a red state too. So, and they're all about their guns and all guns that stuff. And all so my land. you could have some stupid. Like if he went to some rural school that was out in the country with a bunch of people who aren't educated. That don't you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, right. you have some dumbasses like that still in the world. And I mean, wow, he should have came to a city in, in Dallas. We've been like, yeah, we already got enough guns in schools. <laughs> right. Let's knock some of these and out. Actually, can we have a gun donation center? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Go drop your gun in the box. Oh, put the bullets over here, please. <laughs> like the next week after it opens, it's like separate bullet center versus like the gun the center. Yeah. yeah, and all magazines over here, please. It's crazy. Yeah, well, that's Texas. What else you got for us, Stevie? Yeah. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Honestly. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh man, I thought you had some more juicy stuff to talk about. You guys stay it. tuned to the next episode. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Okay. I'm sorry. I like Wendy. Whatever. She don't even do it right anyway. Allegedly. Whatever. We got the meat. These are all allegations. I didn't do it. That was me falling over and passing out. I was like, you know, like, stop. Y'all are a mess. Y'all are a mess. All right. We'll definitely go off to, um, not off, but go on to our Facebook, Artitude, and also check out our website at artitude.org. Make sure that you check us out on Instagram. Our Instagram has changed. It is art. Oh my God. It is artitude underscore DFW. So make sure you check us out. And we'll be live this Thursday when Transpost extended. Extend. Extended. Extended. Okay, look. Because I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, When Transpost extended airs uh, at the Texas Theater in Oak Cliff. And what time again, Krista? 7 p.m. Be there or be square. Alrighty, oh, are we gonna do like fade out? Are we gonna like? Yeah. Bye, bye, have... bye. On Let's the have... road again. I'm so glad to be on the road again. Uh, I think that wine has got to you, boo. Oh, oh, that was yeah. more than wine. That was that rum and wine. Oh, that was that whiskey vodka mixture. Oh, that. see, I told you that makes me sick thinking about it. Oh wait. Oh my god. On that note. Wait. I, what? Well, while we have Krista here, we need to play our game. Oh. We'll just play with her since she's the only okay. one. Okay. Go ahead then. My bad. That was a fake closeout. It was just all pretend. It was all a dream. Like just kidding. Word up just magazine. Kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, uh, I wish y'all could see exactly what we're doing right okay. now. <laughs> so the game that Stevie's referring to is a game that we always play. It's a name that movie game. We're going to give her a title and she has a minute to tell us what that movie is about. What is the title of that movie? Well, I'm going to show one title to my colleagues here. <laughs> I know this is not appropriate. But I feel Krista, like that's definitely appropriate. She's gonna take this and just blow it out of the water. You never know. But should well, I just do it? Should we do make this a giant one? Impact. <laughs> should we do this one or should I? I like it that up? one. I like that one. You like okay. that one? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. She's gonna have fun with this. So let's give her forty-five seconds. Okay. She'll be able to sum this up very quickly. Okay. Ready? The name of your movie is Double Impact. On a hot summer night in Los Angeles, California, Krista Dolorosa is living the best life that she could live. She runs into a great stranger at the bar and doesn't even cop his name. <laughs> the next moment, she's spread eagle inside of the back seat of his Chevy Ford. 
damn. Whatever that is. Chevy Ford. Yeah, yeah both of them. Two cars in one. So, like two cars together. Let me tell you about this movie. Double Impact is really about, like, the moment that I met this guy at the bar. And, and this guy thought that I was really hot. But then, like, he took me home and then he found out that I was trans. And so he was like, it's a double impact. <laughs> like, you, you're really gorgeous. And, like, you, like, have the whole thing and you look amazing. But then you have the whole package. Oh. So it's a double impact. It's like a twofer. You, you can find it in um, your local... Blockbuster. Adult bookstore. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's called Double Impact, and then you'll get get a picture of me on the front with my thumbs up. <laughs> Both thumbs. <laughs> so uh, that was good. Would y'all go good. see it? I would. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure it shows on HBO at like 3 a.m. Parental discretion is advised. Yeah, Soft right. porn. <laughs> you get the music. The wop, 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 wop. It'll be airing on BET Uncut. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> right before Pastor Kearney. Cause God, it's God say. Yeah, I probably don't. Never mind. All right, so that does conclude. Yeah, is this a real yeah, conclusion? This is the real conclusion. Go ahead, Tyler. Okay, so that does conclude this episode oh, of Resonate. Keep going in the background. In the background. That does conclude this episode of Resonate. Make sure that you tune in as we go live on Thursday during the transpose trans. Oh my God, transpose trans. I can't speak. Extended at the Texas Theater in Oak Cliff at 7 p.m. Make sure that you find us on Instagram at Artitude underscore DFW and find us on Facebook at Artitude with two T's. Yes, we resonated. Yes, we're resonating. Bye what in the world? <laughs> 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 <laughs>